we are really pleased to be joined today with the lovely Elise. Hello, thank you so much for having me. It's okay, thank you so much for joining us. and introduce us to your business and just tell us a little bit about you and who you are and what you do. Yes, thank you. So I'm Elise. I am the founder of the Pocket Mentor app. Before I tell you what it is, I'll tell you kind of how uh, it came to be. So I left education coming up for, oh my God, I think about five years ago now. And I was lucky enough to get a job pretty much straight away. And I just very quickly realized how mentally unprepared I felt for like the challenges of everyday life. Things like, you know, coping when something would go wrong at work or dealing with um, like challenging situations. I, I sat there and I thought, you know, surely, surely I can't be the only one that feels like this. And I again quickly realized that I wasn't and many of us kind of face those similar challenges. So I wanted to fill that mental wellbeing and resilience gap so that the support was there, that we have got the skills that we actually need, no matter what path we go on coming out the other side. Um, so fast forward a couple of years of research, I spent some time in schools kind of pinpointing exactly what um, topics and skills were missing um, and that all came back to our mental resilience toolkit and things that we're never taught but you really need so confidence motivation focus empathy and mental resilience and kind of took that and thought right how can we get these skills to us when we need them and that's where the idea of an app came in in that what have we all got either on our pot in our pockets or like right next to us all the time? We're never more than a meter away from our phone. So it might as well be doing something good on it. Um, and so the Pocket Mentor app is now here, live in the big wild world. So what are the type of things that you can do on the Pocket Mentor? What are some of the activities, the tracking, I think I saw as well. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, yeah, of course. So um, what I realised is I always compare this to physical health because we all recognise in order to keep physically strong and build our fitness like we need to be doing some kind of exercise regularly and we usually don't wait until we're injured to start working out but we don't necessarily treat our mental well-being that same way so I wanted to create like a, a mental well-being workout if you like something that you can go on it's all laid out there for you every day um, so there's uh, a mindful breathing exercise intentional gratitude affirmations with like a, a daily prompt that will help you kind of guide and create your own and um, there's the today I reflective journaling so just answering three questions about your day and the last one is value setting and that's all about creating kind of the three to four values that you believe are important for being a good person really and at the end of the day just taking five minutes to sit and reflect on how closely you lived to those values during the day um and it's it's a really brilliant tool i think it's it's simple but powerful in that if you've lived to that value you can be confident that 
you are being what you believe to be a good person and if you if you have an off day like we all do it gives you a really great reflection space to just sit and think okay you know this didn't go so well today but that's all right um, and what can I do to kind of refine and live better to that value for tomorrow? Um, so that is our five for thrive, our daily workout. And what I've twinned this with is a tree planting project because I thought, you know, why, why don't we as a community do something good with the actions that we're doing? Obviously it is helping ourselves better our own mental wellbeing, but as a community, can we also contribute to something wider? So for every 10 days that one of our members completes uh, the Five for Thrive, we will donate to plant a tree for them. So that is the, the kind of the tree planting aspect of it. And there's another side of it, which is called the mindset boosts. And this is more like reactive when you're in the midst of a challenge, like if you're slumped on the sofa, watching like your seventh episode of Friends of the Day, but you know you've got an important bit of work to do, but you just can't, you know, you need that motiv motivation boost in the moment. On that section of the app, you select how you're feeling and it will give you a tailored evidence-based solution that will help you, for example, with the motivation thing, kind of find the reason that you're putting it off, help you break down the task and then enable you to kind of kickstart with a motivation boost to, to then go and do it. Um, so that in a very brief whistle-stop nutshell tour is the Pocket Mentor. So, so great. And I love the idea that you've got about the, the planting the trees when you do when you do the 10 days. It's almost like that accountability. You almost feel like I want to do it for myself, of course, but <laughs> I also feel like I've got this responsibility that I need to do this. I need to keep on track. I've been having a look at your website and your YouTube channel and you have so much information on there. Are these things that you have just learned from your own journey or specific training that you've done or how have you accumulated all of this knowledge? Yeah, that's a really good question. So uh, a base of it, I think I took from my degree, although it doesn't sound at all related, uh, but I studied English language and communication. And with a lot of that, it was based on kind of the psychology side um, and like the neuro-linguistic side of it so I had that kind of base understanding but it was actually my dad that pointed me in the direction of this toolkit so everything within it is evidence-based it's it's taken from thought leadership in neuroscience uh, mindfulness and psychologies so it's all tools that are really you know that they've got evidence behind them so you can be confident if you apply them they will make positive impacts so it's a combination I guess of that foundation of learning like formally in my degree but then also applying that kind of new set of science to the particular challenge that I was facing then seeing that it was actually a more broad challenge in being a, a gap in the education curriculum and then looking at how I could apply it to that entire gap, if that makes sense. So you've mentioned education there. Is it, is it designed for people in education or can you do this at any age? So when I first set out on this kind of quest, as it were, I initially aimed it for people within education. 
And that was with our initial trial platform that we created. But the feedback that came out of it was that actually it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, where you're from, what role you have. We've all got a brain, right? And it governs every single thing that we do, even when we're asleep. Yet we're never taught how it really works or how to look after it. So when I went back to the drawing board with all of the feedback I collated, I wanted to create something that anyone could pick up, no matter the age, background or role, and it would have resonance and help kind of make positive change. So, um, no, in answer to your question. <laughs> I think we've got, we have lots of parallels in terms of what we want to do in terms of the education sector. So it's so cool to um, be introduced to you and to be speaking to you today. You mentioned as you were speaking about the app that, the teaching of confidence and I wondered whether you believe confidence is a skill or if it is a trait oh what a good question I think it's something that you can build and you know throughout our lives we we have knocks in our confidence and I'd say as well like you could be really confident in one area and not in another. And that's why I think possibly it would lean towards more being a skill that you can build because reliable like confidence comes from like the confidence in our ability to do something, right? Like I would say, you know, I'm not a confident tractor driver because I've never driven one before, but I'm confident in my ability that I could learn and uh, you know, inevitably make mistakes but I'm confident that I could keep going and learn and progress in something new um so I would say it's more a skill I totally agree with you I think it's a skill as well it is something that you have to fine tune and you have to work on and if you take your eye off the ball with the a little bit and in terms of your mindset and mental well-being it can slip quite quickly the app you're supposed to engage with it every single day was that important to you that you keep that frequency up in terms of the amount that we look after our mental well-being yes so with the I'm going to compare it to physical well-being again because to maintain physical strength you have to keep exercising regularly. If we were to build like big muscles, but then stop exercising, the muscle mass is gonna deplete and you're gonna become physically weaker. And it is exactly the same with mental well-being in that the, you know, these tools, the five to thrive tools, they will give you a boost in the here and now when you complete them. But the true long-term benefits and impact they will have are felt through repeated use and building them into a helpful habit. Um, and I think I really recognize that actually building new habits is really blooming hard because naturally our brain after a few days is like, oh no, just, you know, just do it tomorrow. Let's have a day off. And this is where, like you were saying, Sophie, about that, that intrinsic motivation of knowing that your actions are like contributing to a wider purpose with the tree planting um, initiative. That is really resonated with our members a lot, like knowing that if they don't do it today, it's not just on them, it's also on that kind of that wider mission. Um, but what we've, what we've also 
built into the functionality of it is the set reminders feature because there's also an element of when you're learning something new and building it, it into a habit it's really easy to forget naturally so within each of the five to thrive tools for example like the most of our members like to do the mindful moment the gratitude and the affirmations first thing in the morning to kind of kickstart the day but the journaling and the value setting are better served in the evening so it it, obviously you can do this depending on how you you want to do it and how it fits in with your within your kind of day but generally speaking with that set reminders feature you've got a notification that will ping into you so if you do forget you've got that that backup I would encourage you to come back and do it could you talk a little bit about the benefits that people see from doing these activities every day so going into the detail of those like gratitude practices affirmation practices what effects do people see from doing that I think like unknowingly a lot of the time we can be go we go about our lives and habits right habits that probably formed a long time ago in our thoughts and our feelings and our behavior and actions and a lot of people have kind of explained to me that they only through using the app they have realized how they used to kind of be in those old thinking loops of feeling overwhelmed feeling kind of deflated and stuck when setbacks hit and feeling low in confidence so that they're not taking the action that perhaps they need to be to be filling their potential potential or making progress so by using the five to thrive toolkit and building that into a daily habit it's just enable people to really build that self-awareness of their thinking mind you know naturally our mind is very reactive it has a negativity bias it can be uh you know difficult to keep it on on an objective path so all of the tools combined enable you to build that objectivity to see kind of a truthful perspective of reality say like at the end of the day 10 blooming great things could have happened during that day and one mistake or one person says something that just annoys you at the end of the day what do you remember it is that one bad thing your brain ignores all of the good stuff that's happened so again it's just trying to create and build those more objective and positive pathways in our in our minds so that we can tackle challenges objectively and calmly and build the resilience so that we're able to achieve and progress more than perhaps we ever thought we could but also i think the the self-confidence and the motivation side of it that we were talking about before it's building like reliable motivation and yes there will be times when it dips but it's building the self-awareness to know that, um, you know, you don't have to be at 100% the whole time, but finding what truly intrinsically motivates you to do something will ultimately mean that you're happier when doing it. And the same with confidence. If we've got reliable confidence in our ability to do something, then again, we're going to be building our self-esteem, feeling happy in in ourselves, but also being kinder to ourselves as well as other people but being being kind to ourselves and allowing us 
cutting ourselves a bit of slack because I think we can be really tough on ourselves probably without realizing but then I love what you were saying about that it's a practice like it's that more sustainable doing it every day because we've all watched you know those motivational videos for example and you get that buzz and then it's so it kind of dips off <laughs> after a while but the fact that you've designed something that is a practice and implemented every single day it becomes then a practice and it becomes part of your life sorry so were you going to say something i was going to ask about the whole tree planting situation <laughs> absolutely love the idea of it so much um can you tell us a little bit more about that so do, do you physically plant the trees yourself and where are the trees like i'm so intrigued well i would love to physically plant the trees myself like i can see your trees in the background <laughs> um but i know i don't physically plant them myself as much as i wish um i did we partnered with a a project called eden reforestation and they work in a number of different sites across the world where um, deforestation is really high and it's having a real negative impact on the ecosystems and biodiversity. Where we have uh, specifically kind of designated our trees to be planted is in the northwest coast of Madagascar and they are mangrove trees and they're really important providing a barrier between um, like the coastline so running along between the land and the and the sea they stop horrible things you know litter pollution from going from the rivers into the sea but equally they form a barrier to stop um things going the other way from the sea onto the land um and madagascar is one of the most biodiverse places in the world and that so many of the plants the animals that live there are found nowhere else in the world so when we were looking at you know where we wanted the trees to be planted i think that just stuck stuck out as a really special place that if we could positive positively impact by having our trees planted there it would be fantastic that is so 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 cool would you say you've always had this kind of mindset because you, you seem like a very positive person and very confident person as well have you always had this kind of mindset or has there been like any particular event in your life or a few events or anything that's made you have to have this kind of frame of mind? Oh, that is such a good question. I think, no, I have not always um, been how I am now. And I think there's probably a couple of factors to that. One being that when I was kind of introduced to this world of mental resiliency and the fact that, you know, we're not chained to our current capabilities, what you're, how we are today will not be how we are tomorrow. And that's kind of down to us to, to build our skills in whatever area we want. Um, so I think applying that toolkit to my life, if, you've, if you ask like my family and friends around me, I think there's definitely been, been a big change in the past kind of few years as I've been developing the business. But something that I think I only really appreciated the value of this year was that when I was 12, I was diagnosed with scoliosis, which is a, a curve curvature of the spine. 
And I had to have um, spinal fusion surgery, which straightened the I have spine. I've had the surgery. <laughs> no way. This is so exciting. <laughs> There's not many of us around. What there's are the not. odds? There's not. Yeah, and that age as well. I was year six, so 11. No way. Yeah, and this is something I talked to Sophie about as well, that I think that's influenced mindset a lot too. But you carry on, we'll talk about it. That's, that's so interesting. Oh my God, that is that is amazing. Um, what are the chances? Yeah, well, I was I had two surgeries titanium rod neck to base of my spine and at the age of 12 you just get on with it right but without probably realizing the skills that you learn to cope with it so I think now really it's only been the, in the past year where I have learned more about the condition I now train with a scoliosis specialist pilates instructor and through kind of being a part of her community it has really opened my eyes into kind of the impact that that has at you know you're such a young age you were 11 I was 12 like I didn't really understand it at the time but now looking back it's like bloody hell like that was huge and you got through it and I think you almost what I what I always think is like if I didn't have that surgery I wouldn't be here it was that bad and you, you almost feel like you've been given that not second chance but like you have that kind of inner sense of gratitude that wow like my life could have been so different and you know it's great because of the fact it was diagnosed and I, I do think like you said it gives you that I don't know resiliency and that kind of sense of kind of gratitude that I'll never forget it's so I'm crazy so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited that we're you've also been through this in a really weird way as strange as that sounds <laughs> it's amazing to be able to hear somebody else is story with it as well because like you say there's not many I think us and Princess Eugenie and obviously a few others. <laughs> but so mine was a uh, a double curve so um so what happened with mine was my shoulders kind of evened out because the bottom curve and the top curve evened each other out so nobody so did mine out. yeah how weird so strange so with mine they went they took a rib out broke a rib deflated the lung did they do that with yours yeah, so I have um, I have two scars. I have two, like one that goes like round here. Yes. And then one that goes from like neck to base of spine. So they did, the first operation was to like put, they called it like the scaffolding, like the bolts at the bottom. Yeah. And then the second one was to straighten and put all of the, the long rods and the bolts in. Yeah. And you're right, at that age, you do just get on with it and you kind of don't even realise what you're going through and just sit down and get through it. But I think it has given me, and I'll be really interested to know if you feel the same, a real independence. Like even when I'm ill now, I don't like people fussing me because we had that, well, I assume you had that time as well where you could not move you could not move up the bed yourself you could not you know just 
push yourself up even couldn't move my arms very much at all and having that time where you can't do anything for yourself I think gives you like a real fire and independence and potentially some too much the other way sometimes <laughs> but of like right let's do it let's get it done no no fuss kind of thing what how do you think it defined your mindset how you are now I think there's uh there's like behavior habits that um I was taught when I was like really like learning how like learning how to walk again but I do think I definitely have a just like I feel really grateful that I was able to be given that that you know chance to like live a normal life by having this surgery so I like to think that 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 kind of gratitude and that the resilience to keep to keep going yeah it's so it's funny because I think you don't think about it at the time and maybe we don't go back and think about how it's influenced this in some way but it's a condition that not that many people know about but the operation is <laughs> intense intense I know there are some conditions that are maybe a bit less intense but even then even if you've got one curve that can then throw your hips out and then you're in chronic pain um or wearing a brace uh constantly I saw a young girl who went through that and just had to wear a brace for years which is also really painful and had to have she was really young she had to go into like a separate changing room and stuff in PE she was embarrassed about it but I, the, the pain that anybody will go through with some kind of chronic pain or with, with such an intense operation, I think it does influence mindset in some, in some way. Like we were so young when we had this, when we had this done that it's all I've really ever known in my, well it is, it's all I've ever known in my adult life. Does it affect your life now? in any way because I had knee injuries when I was a teenager and that was just a half an hour operation but that has affected my life way more than, oh, really? yeah like I I don't feel much effect from it anymore touch wood but how is it how is that been for you so I am pretty much the same and I for years uh I don't think ever had any back pain at all and now it's very rare that I do. But because my fusion is so high, I'm really prone to getting like a jippy neck. So I, like, especially in the winter, I think when it's cold and you're like tensing. So um, I'm often found with like a lavender heat pack across my neck. Um, but since doing my um, like Pilates for spinal fusion classes, that is definitely helped hugely also enables you to like build your core because I don't I when I was um discharged from hospital like what what now looking back like it puzzles me hugely but I wasn't given like a huge amount of like physio or anything to do and I don't really understand why they kind of just after that year is done they then let you go and you know be in the in in the world and without that ongoing support but I think for me the reason I don't have 
pain is because like again you're like it's maintaining the strength to keep keep your core in place and I think like my back will never be 100% straight it's a little bit curved now I guess they straightened it as much as they could but um yeah it's it's upright (laughs) people um uh, people always think I'm a dancer because I stand up like stand up straight so has it stopped you doing any other sport because to me they said like you can't do karate and trampolining and ice skating I was a bit like they weren't top of my to-do list anyway. Like they said to me, don't play rugby, don't go bungee jumping or skydiving. I just like, yeah. but I was really sporty. Um, so it was like a huge lifestyle change for me. Um, uh, I really, I was a big horse rider and taking a year out from that was really odd, but I did go back into it. And looking back, I probably did more than I should have. Like the, like the few years post-surgery absolutely so I was the same I was really really into horse riding this is so weird I was was really into horse riding (laughs) but it was just like 20 meter circle and then canter to the end and it was like oh I'm not sure about doing this every week I didn't feel like I was progressing at all I've never met I don't think I've ever met another adult who's been through the operation I remember when you're going through it they kind of like put you in touch with other people who have had this and had the operation so super grateful to be able to talk to somebody yeah, about it who's been through similar things so that's so cool weird. But, weird. and I think Soph will be able to relate to this too in those times where we are maybe like physically challenged in some way so like I say I couldn't I literally couldn't move you see kindness in people and support in people that you didn't even know necessarily was in them and that just even when I think people coming to visit me in hospital so if I don't know if you can relate to any of this and you just think oh my goodness you've driven 30 minutes just to come and sit with me for (laughs) 30 minutes and they're not necessarily the nicest places to sort of give up your free time to go and sit with people with but you see Mm -hmm. that kindness in people and you don't forget those things that those people did for you. Yeah, definitely. As well, like the, um, I was horrible. <laughs> the drugs they gave me to stop the pain made me a devil child. Like I was really horrible. So I'm even more grateful for the fact that my family and my friends visited me. <laughs> but I just remember having to cough every two hours with a broken rib it was absolutely awful. No, oh, that's horrible. And you kind of, you only, you only remember these things when you look back and actually really go into it. They kind of go into a space in your head that you don't really revisit. It's so nice to meet someone else that has been through that. Yeah. So I don't know how we're going to circle this back round to the um, (laughs) the topic now. I suppose how we could bring it back round is you going into the education sector and learning from okay what do these young people need in terms of mind mindset resilience and, and mental resilience I'm so interested to hear about how important you think that is developing at a young age because very similar to the work that I'm trying to do I don't want to leave it till 2025 to be doing these things I want to bring it back to starting to introduce young people to these kind of habits how much importance do you place on that? Yeah, I think it's really important. I think 
it's never too late to start but if you can build these skills in at a young age then you know you're off to a real real flying start um and within like the within the education the kind of same same as what you were saying what we're really trying to do now is um collaborate with schools and provide a partnership where they can use it school-wide and most thought leaders this is something I always come back to is that we the way the world is changing like there's so many new jobs being created all, all of the time and they say like on average now we'll have like seven to eight different career sectors that we'll work in in our life so it's so different from say I don't know even maybe 20 30 years ago where the majority of people would perhaps stay in their line of work throughout their entire working life it's so different now and there's so many new jobs that are being created and with that for young people that it could be quite daunting because potentially a lot of the jobs that you might end up doing don't even exist yet but what the one thing you can guarantee that you will need on whatever path you take whatever you know branch or somewhere else it might lead you is that mental resiliency and it's building that foundation so that no matter what path we take we've got that whole foundation of skills the resilience the confidence the motivation the focus and the empathy that will help us on that path whatever it might end up being end up being and i I couldn't agree with you more in terms of it doesn't matter what age you are you can start but if we can bring it back to give people the best chance of starting this right from the off that is amazing and there is no point having the greatest achievements the greatest jobs you know the, the most amount of money if your mindset is not in it and if your mindset and your mental resilience and that sense of fulfillment it's not in it. On that topic then, our last podcast we did, we were speaking about what success means to us. I'd be really, really interested to know what, if somebody said, pose that question to you, what does success mean to you? So yeah, I think like you said, it's so personal, right? I think success is different to different people. Um, For me on like the path I'm on now with the pocket mentor, the, the success comes from seeing how it's supporting people so that like that anecdotal feedback of people saying uh this really helped me today I used this mindset boost that helped me completely pivot from um you know a negative thinking loop into taking my next step and that is for me that's success knowing that the the toolkit is helping other people is like I don't think I could get anything more that would motivate me to keep doing and I think like you I've got like more quantitative kind of goals of like the ultimate mission with it is to grow a million minds that grow a million trees so that's kind of that really you know I'm not going to get that in a year it's the long-term vision and purpose of of the pocket mentor and then breaking that down there's particular goals of like how many members I'd like to have on board by a particular time but those things I think are great for guiding your your everyday uh actions and decisions because you know what you're working towards but the success part of it is a feeling with this in that you know what you know what you're doing is having impact and I don't think there's um there's nothing more fulfilling than than that 
and it it will change as the app progresses in terms of it's not going to stay the way it is naturally with anything like the way that people use it will really feedback and help us develop it further to provide more support as things change so um yeah it's it's lovely to really know that because this this has been in my head for so long right I've developed it and it's been a huge labor of love and now to have it out there and you know see that kind of pay off those past few years of developing it knowing that yes this will fill a gap and then seeing it fill the gap is is great. I absolutely love your mission statement would you say it is um growing a million minds who grow a million trees I think that's so cool and it's that it's that acronym and it's gonna sound so cheesy but it's focused on one course until success until I have built this to be uh you know reach that first year goal that I've got that's gonna be my pure focus and then and then we'll see those other strands that that are going off so Elise, where can people find you and where can they find your app and more information about you? Um, good question. So everything is on our website at pocketmentalapp.com. And then you can download the uh, the iOS and the Android apps from the from the stores just by searching the Pocket Mentor. Um, and we've got at the minute a one month free trial for Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, so if people create a free account, they can just enter a one month free into the redeem the code section. Um, and yeah, give it a go and explore it. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, thank you. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. It's been so lovely to meet both and chat. You are oh, so, so good at speaking. You have like a presenter. It's like your, yeah. your media train. Weirdly, weirdly, my part-time job is working as a presenter. So you've hit the nail on the <laughs> Oh,